0: It's time for The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. Come back, everyone, to
1: another episode of... Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Now, normally, we would be live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, but you just heard the Golden Grizzlies against Bowling Green. So, as you know, we were taping this beforehand, actually sitting down on a Monday here on the campus of Oakland University. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy. And, and, Camp, I always ask you this. I always say, how you doing, Coach? But you're 2-0 in Horizon League play, so you're doing pretty damn well.
2: Yeah, I... I... I miss not being live. I I love those radio shows. You know, and yeah. We got that.
1: Can Can you believe it grew? It's grown into what it's grown
2: yeah, into. It's pretty cool. And it's, you know, we get the we got some regulars that come every week, and you know, have a good meal at RJ's, and you know, it's kind of cool to walk in and see that, and know that you know how how involved and how locked in that you know Grizz people are. So I miss that today, but uh, you know, it's the only way we can do this. So. Uh, you know, we had a great start. You know, to the to the opening weekend, uh, we had two road games and we won them both. Uh, probably against the lower level teams in the league, but those are the ones that scare you, especially when you play them on the road uh, in uh, in December at that early. Uh, you know, we're not used to playing our league game December first, and so I was really fearful for for it. And I don't think we played great, but yet we had a twenty point lead in both of them, and. Um, you know, we were we. Everybody's upset that that <laughs> in the UIC game that they came back from that deficit and actually had a ball the ball and a chance to tie with 25 seconds to go in the game and and uh, I mean that that's college basketball. Neil, you you have a right to be upset as fans at that and but I, I kind of get tired of hearing, you know, wow, why can't we ever put anybody away? You know. We've, we've Every game we've played this year, with the exception of two, the Toledo, well, three, the one we got beat badly in, Alabama-Toledo, we lost to Alabama soundly, we beat Toledo soundly, and we beat uh, IUPUI soundly. Every other game has been within ten points, and, you know, one or two possession game, we've won every one but the West Virginia game. And the West Virginia game, they, wouldn't, they weren't going to let us win that one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's true I was there, <laughs> <laughs> but every other one of them we've you know we've found a way to, <laughs> to win the games, and it bothers me when I hear people say, You know why can't they we can't cause it's college basketball, and let me give you a perfect example. produced number one team in the country in the day the day after our u i c game they played Iowa at home, and they had a twenty two point lead with <laughs> You know, six, seven minutes, eight minutes going to the game, and it got all the way down to two. Right. You know, the other team's having scholarships. The other team has good players, and you know, A million, you just,
1: multi-million dollar budgets. All of it, yeah. yeah
2: you know, and, and so the difference between our our game at UIC and Purdue's game was we were on the road, and it happened. It happened to the number one team in the country at home. Did they hang on? And did they win? Yeah. Do they care? Does Matt Is Matt Painter upset that his team gave up that lead? He's going to act like it to his players, but no, he's going to go in his office afterwards. Go whew.
1: Got out of here.
2: Got to win. Yeah. You know, because tr- I, I guarantee you, every one of you Oakland fans, that <laughs> on December 30th when we play uh, uh, Robert, Robert Morris, Morris yep. not one of you can remember what the score was to either one of those games. You might remember the IUPUI only had 45 points because that's kind of a unique thing to only to get that few points. But you're not going to remember the score of the. I guarantee you nobody right now think about what's the score without looking it up. You're not going to remember. You know I know what? I don't, yeah. Uh, it was 81-77, but yeah. I remember that kind of stuff because I'm weird. But Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody else, you know, you, you you know where we want, and you know we're 2-0 when we play Robert Morris, and that's what. The, so I, it bothers me sometimes when I see those things or hear those things, but, uh, you know, it's it's like you're being someone wants to be critical of the win, that's how I take it. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just fandom. But uh, don't be critical of any league win ever. Just, man, be happy. Hard to win games, man. It's hard to win games.
1: No, there is no question about that. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, usually live at RJ's Pub. As we said, Golden Grizzlies Bowling Green tonight. So hopefully right now Coach Campy in real time is uh, is on his way back to Rochester. Very, very happy. And we'll, we'll talk about you know more of that certainly, and and of course, you know a break coming up for the Golden Grizzlies as as final exams come in, or they call them midterms, or fi- it's still no, finals, it's final. right? It's, it's finals, it's, right? Because yeah. it's final of the semester. Final exams. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So so certainly that takes uh, that takes up a lot of precedence. But uh, you know, Camp, I I, I do want to ask you about that, and I'm glad you brought that up. And <laughs> you, you know, we we spin this conversation off as as topics come up and things like that. But but something just kind of popped in my head when you talked about that. And the, the college football playoff, and I, and I was going to bring this up a little bit later on just to get your thoughts, but like the college football playoff and resume building and selections, and it spills over into the, the, the basketball selection committee too. When did style points start to become a thing, Camp? Because I, 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 that's what I equate that to. You know, like when people say you're up by 20, you know, you almost lost the game or whatever. I don't what, what,
2: think, I don't think style points really does within the committee i think there's the eye test i think everybody you know everybody on those committees including me i mean i i'll put myself in there i'm on the top 25 i vote for the top 25 i put it in you know i, I think my vote probably a little different the way i vote usually isn't the way it comes out so I, I think i see it a little different um but we all have our eye test and we all believe we know and anybody in these committees um Because if you go with style points, Alabama can't be number one. Uh, I mean, if the running back from Auburn would just fall down, uh, Alabama wouldn't even be in it. They'd have two losses, and yet they're the number one seed. And all the running back had to do was turn that corner. See, couldn't get the first down, and instead of trying to dive for it and go out of bounds, just go down. And 45 seconds later, you know, Alabama would have had to go 98 yards and. You know, 40 seconds, 30 seconds. 45 seconds, seconds yeah. instead of a minute and 45. With no
1: timeouts, yeah. Yeah,
2: and, and it, it – it, I mean, it probably will get the Auburn coach fired because some kid did that, but, but, you know, they're ready to lose to Auburn. And then they come back a week later and beat the hell out of Georgia, and so now they're number one. So obviously the people on that committee, the people that made those decisions, weren't going by style points. They were going by Alabama. <laughs> sure.
1: History. And, and, but and you can understand. History I mean, given and the prestige, track record, right? Yeah,
2: but, you know, me, I think Michigan's going to win it. I think Michigan's got the perfect team in the perfect year. I don't think Alabama's what they were a year ago. Nobody can probably be what they were a year ago. I don't think uh, they're what, I don't think any, there's no LSU with Joe Burrows there and Lamar Chase, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I don't see an offensive juggernaut. I don't see a you know, I know Georgia's defense is supposed to be so good, but they just gave up, you know, a 40-burger to, to uh, Alabama. So, you know, I, I just think Michigan's built for it. You know, this stuff really bothers me. Um, what a job Michigan's done. I mean, and factor in there, you blew a 16-point lead against your second rival and lost, and how you could have just, the season could have been over because of that. You know, what a job the University of Michigan's done. What a job that quarterback's done. What a job that defense has done. And, uh, and now you're getting thrown. You, you should be playing Cincinnati. But they don't want the Georgia.
1: Yeah, that was never going to happen.
2: Yeah, they don't want the Alabama-Georgia matchup back-to-back. They're just not going to do that. I lived through that with a son. My son was at LSU playing and they beat Al- They beat Alabama in the regular season. This was before the playoffs. This is where they just picked two teams. And they picked Alabama. And they LSU had to beat Alabama a second time in the national championship game. And there's no way that was going to happen. And uh, my son lost out on a national championship ring because there wasn't another team in the country that was going to beat LSU. The only team that was going to beat them was the, Alabama. LSU had already beaten them. and So... Again, the politics of that is, okay, now Alabama and Georgia can't play, right? We can't play them back-to-back. So now that hurts the kids at Michigan because everybody, you know. Now, unless you're a Cincinnati fan and a player on Cincinnati, you're, you guys are going, what the hell are you saying? You know, right, <laughs> why would right. you say that about our team or us? But I think everybody else in the world figures that you're, you, Alabama just got the easier path to the championship game. And why shouldn't Michigan have gotten it? Because they didn't want Alabama and Georgia to
1: play again, and that's that's the politics of this. And well, that's where the long game comes into play, too. Camp, like where you mentioned earlier about Alabama and the resume and the body of work extrapolated throughout ten years. Well, they've won like half the national championships over the last decade, or right. some some number like that. Right. That that's part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that right. that does come into play. That's part of it. Like when you come in here. You know, this was something I talked about on, on my talk show today. I'm curious to get your point about it, too, because I'm not saying that Michigan won the Big Ten championship. They don't have to validate that. They won the Big Ten championship. They beat Ohio State, and they did it. And but, scored 42 in the championship. And scored 42, 42 in the championship. 42 to yeah. 3. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can talk about Iowa or whatever, but anyway, you it's can't. It's a championship game. It is a game championship game of the Big 42 Ten. 42 to right. 3
2: against the number 13th ranked team sure. in the
1: country. Sure. Absolutely. The. As far as national-wide, nationwide, to get in those waters with the Alabama and Georgia, to, to get to the day where they say that about Michigan, where they say, well, we put Michigan in at one because they're Michigan. You know what I'm saying? To where the narrative is that point. No, that was 30 years ago. Right. There comes a point, though, and I'm not saying, again, you don't have to validate the season as far as being a Big Ten champion, but if you want to get into those waters, you, 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 know, you do have to take this a step further. Would you agree with that? Well, you can't go loose.
2: Georgia can't beat you 40-3. to three. Right. Like Michigan State got beat that year, and the, they got to the Final Four, and, and, and they got beat pretty bad. And I think Ohio State got beat really bad
1: once. Uh, Alabama shut them out too. Yeah,
2: but the, <laughs> but the difference is, and Notre Dame's been crushed when they've gone. Yeah. The difference is Ohio State won one.
1: Right, and that and is so, the difference. And, the,
2: and you want it, you, you're the champion. And, uh, you know, Michigan's got to do that now. I believe they're going to. Uh, but they've got to do it. And, and I I have no problem with the disrespect because they've got to earn that. I mean, we, we all have to earn respect. You have to. Right. And you only do it by winning. You can't talk yourself into respect. You've got to win. And so now they've got their first chance in a, a long, long time. You know, hadn't won a Big Ten championship in 17 years, which is when you realize they're the winningest program in college football history, That's that's kind of a shock. Right. And they got that. They got back to the, there, and now they've got to make the, take the next step, and that's, and that's do something on a national basis. You know, they never did. Even, and I'm the biggest Michigan football fan. and My dad played there. My brother played there. I grew right. up in the stadium. I know all the history. Yeah, but even back in the day, Bo lost that, that Rose Bowl a lot. Two and you eight. Know, but nobody cared about it right. back then because you, the only thing that was important was the Big Ten championship. You know, a bowl game. Who cares about a bowl game? But now it's there's rankings and there's you know this and that and so now that's become more. It's just like in college basketball, where the NCAA tournaments become more important than the regular season. That's the world we live in. So now Michigan's got to step, make the step
1: forward. And, and going back to that question, what do you, what do you attribute that to, Camp? Is is it? Because I've always said we're a social media society that that lives for the big moment, that it wants to feel associated with the big moment all the time. I I, I think there's something to that where. If it's not the biggest, then it just doesn't matter. That's where we kind of are as a society, no? Oh, um, for
2: sure. I mean, it, it's, there's, there's no question about it. We've, we've built it that way, and that's the way it is. And, you know, as an old-timer, I can bitch and complain about it, but so what? It ain't working. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is, man. It's, it, it's, that's what it is. So adapt or die, right? You, yeah. you adapt to it and you move on. And, and that's what uh, Michigan fans have to do. And, but I will tell you this, Neil. Uh, you got me on a soapbox. I think the <laughs> biggest, the biggest—I don't want to call it an atrocity or—but uh, uh, I think it's really wrong. Is that Mel Tucker is the Big Ten Coach of the Year? And I love Mel Tucker. I love Michigan State. You know my relationship with is all right. Saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. But how is he the Big Ten Coach of the Year? Well, because they were only supposed to win four games and Michigan was supposed to win seven because they beat Michigan. Who is the Big Ten champion? And more importantly, I heard on the radio today that Michigan is the first team since they've gone to the playoffs that made the Final Four being unranked when the season started. Yep. How does that coach not the coach of the year? I mean, he should be the national coach of the year. How is he not the Big 10 coach of the year? He won the Big 10 championship. And we knew that when the vote was made. We didn't know he won the Big 10 championship, but we he won. You win the East, you're going to be the Big 10 champion 9 out of 10 times.
1: Right. Well, pretty much every time, right? right. <laughs>
2: Hasn't Wisconsin won it once?
1: They may have. Yeah, I, think I, mean, they I don't have. remember. Off I think the top Wisconsin of my head. won it once. Once? Oh,
2: that one time. Yeah. I think they did. But my point is, how is he not the Big 10 coach of the year because a team that was over under winning four won 10 because they beat Michigan at home from a 16 point deficit yeah I think after that weekend he was the big 10 coach of the year but then he wasn't but he still is <laughs> How does that crap work I don't get it I don't get I don't care who you are I don't know how you can look at me and say Mel Tucker should be the Big Ten Coach of the Year. So why do we even have that crap? Why do why do they have Coach of the Year?
1: So guys like me can get a check, Camp. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I it's just why we even do that so that we can have these arguments because that ain't right. I'm 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 not biased. I I love them both. Right. I'm I don't, you know. Yeah. I I first word I ever said in my life was Michigan, that, you know, Bob Ufer. Bobby That's what Ufer, my yep. dad, that was, my dad taught me that word. My, I grew up in Michigan every Saturday I was in Michigan Stadium before it was full. Back in the day when, uh, before Don Cannon became the athletic director and Don Morehouse was the quarterback with number 29 or 22 or some goofy number and on at the end of the first quarter we'd get up and we'd go over to the other side of the stadium and we'd sit up by the scoreboard and then the next we'd go sit at the 50-yard line because nobody, 25,000 people were there. Every Saturday I grew up in that stadium. And so, yeah, I have a history, but I don't care. How? Tell me. I I haven't, the weird thing about that is, you know, when I drive, I listen to your talk radio and the different stations. I've not heard one person not one – that's how disliked, I guess, Hardball is in this state. I have not heard one person say, hey, wait a minute. How did the guy that took an unranked team to the Big Ten championship dismantle Ohio State, dismantle Iowa? How's he not the Big Ten Coach of
1: the Year? Because of what you said. Because of – because they're they're going to bake in – the six years of, of, quote, unquote, failure against them. They are. Well, if
2: they wanted to pick coach of the last seven years, I don't think he would win it. Right. But this was coach of this, but this year. But
1: this is the same thing as the Alabama thing, Cam. <laughs> yeah. you, you, it's it's resume-based. And I'm not talking about a year. <laughs> it's human element stuff. This you, is the 2021 like coach of the year. That's why I like computers deciding teams. I'm the only one I think in the world that likes a computer deciding a team. But then again, a human puts in the parameters for the computer. So, yeah. you know, at, at, at the end of the at the end of the day, I guess you're going to get the result you want. We're going to take a break uh, when we come back. More with the head coach Greg Campy. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com.
3: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE. With OU
0: Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUcreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUcreditUnion.org. This is a great day for Henry
4: Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at
1: henryford.com/sports. <laughs> Welcome back, Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group, normally live at RJ's Pub in Rochester, but as you know, you just heard the Golden Grizzlies and Bowling Green went at it, so we are recording this on the Monday before the show. Appreciate all the questions on Twitter, which remember, any anytime anything pops inside your head, go ahead and fire that off with the hashtag Ask Campy. We'll get to those in the third segment of the show, but Camp, you know, we, we kind of got off on a on, on a tangent there a little bit, talking about you know, the college football playoff in, in the basketball selection committees and things like that but I did want to talk about this team camp because this weekend while they they weren't things of beauty the games weren't things of beauty and, and admittedly you know there were there were gaps when the engine wasn't firing on all cylinders something popped in my head on Saturday coach and it really did when you said you know we we were on the road and we had 20 point leads in in two road gyms and in league games and camp that reminded me of you know the the early two thousand teens going to back to back, you know, Summit League championships and winning them and going to back to back NCAA tournaments and and all that stuff. Oakland had that streak where they had a twenty point lead in like a million straight league games or or whatever it was. You guys didn't play well every time yeah. during that stretch. I got that feeling. I'm not I'm not putting this team on that level not just yet. I hope so. I hope we get there. Right. But, but Absolutely. I know what you're saying. But I mean, but but I mean that's what it reminded me of. Right. Good teams don't play well and still win games convincingly
2: yeah I you know I think that that 50 and three run we had years ago with Benson and and the, all those good players around him uh, you know will Hudson and Jonathan Jones and Derek Nelson and Travis Bader and you know all those kids that, that those teams we were really talented and we were way better than everybody and even when we played bad we'd I think we won eighteen games in a row in league play that we had a double digit lead. And that didn't mean we won by double digits, but we we had you know we we went fifty and three and even in the three games we lost we had double digit leads.
1: There there was a two year stretch, yeah. yeah. We we I had a we had a twenty point lead, I think for almost two years straight. I mean it was some right. crazy number, uh, like thirty straight league games right. or something like that. We had a twenty point lead in those games. Yeah came back and, and got that one win when we played right. at Conseco Fieldhouse or whatever. But, right. I mean, that, that the stretch. That got thrown on it. Absolutely. Yeah. wonder why.
2: Anyways. I, uh, I remember the quote. I can tell you why.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, you know, I, I think that it's way too early to, you know, I think that we played uh, a coach who's brand new that lost his whole roster that's trying to, to build something, and he will build something there uh he will i mean he the last time IUPUI won a championship he made the shot to win it and send them to the NCAA tournament he's a tough dude and was a military dude uh, uh I I respect the hell out of Crenshaw and and I think he's going to build that program back to its its glory days but he's in a, the first year of it and there's a talent there was a big talent gap uh on the floor that day and I say this and they'll probably come here in a month and beat us but uh, if they do, I'll hug him and tell him he's the best coach in America because uh, he's he's a little bit behind the eight ball talent wise compared to everybody else. And then and then the UIC game, they got a bunch of new guys. You know, it's it's. You but know, they went, got talent on that you know, roster. They went in that transfer portal and they yeah. got some guys. And it's just you know again, it's you know playing a non-league schedule when you're a mid-major can be a lot of different things, and it's been tough for them, and they're they're building and. You know, I think they're a team that uh, got hurt by having to play the first week of December. I think they're a team that's going to be one heck of a lot better by the time they get into January and February. And so, in a way, we were probably fortunate that we got a road game at their place early December. You know, sometimes it works out good, sometimes it works out bad. And I think we were, you know, I think when they come here at the end of January, I think you're going to see a team that can come in here and beat us. You know, yeah. I really do. I think they've got some talented, talented players. So I think you have to take, you know, having two twenty 20-point leads with a grain of, th- grain of salt. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I yell a lot during the season, so that's throw it <laughs> but, but I think that, you know, we're off to a really good start. We did not play great this weekend, and we found a way. Uh, you know, that 20 point lead we got at UIC was more, they were struggling early and we were struggling. And then Zion came in and went bam, 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 and hit three threes. And the next thing you know, you're up 20. Um, <laughs> we did not finish the game. Well, we made a lot of mental errors that allowed them back in, especially defensively. It was, a, there's only been two times this year that, that we've had, Defensive issues, and that was the second half at Alabama and the second half at UIC. They just shredded us, as I said. And we looked at the film on how they did it, and, and I see how they did it. And I blame myself for not seeing it in real time and making the adjustment. All we had to do was make one little adjustment, and we've worked on it in practice today. Because uh, I think people will watch that film and try and mimic what they did. Because, I mean, they put 48 on us in the second
1: half. And... You, you did see some of the same qualities and same action that UIC ran that Alabama did run in right. that second half. And right. Lots of dive-ins from the corners <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what happens is the game gets too fast. We're built to play at a slower pace uh, because we want all our energy on the defensive end, all our energy on the defensive end, because that's what makes us so good defensively is high energy. And when the game gets going up and down and you get more possessions, you get tired, and we didn't sub a lot. And that was my fault. And uh, and then you see jail breaks to the rim that is built in to defend that we're we we're a step slow. We didn't get there. And all of a sudden, the guy got by that first line of defense, and we don't and then, have a rim protector.
1: Well, then it's math. It's 3V2 right.
2: or 2V1. Yeah. It's but, over. Yeah, But it wouldn't be over if you had a rim protector, but we don't have one. Right. So, uh, you know, we fixed that. We saw it in practice. We fixed it. So, you know, I... I think we're very fortunate to have gotten the two wins and I, like I said I feel really good about our start I mean we're we're seven and two right that's correct is that what we are seven and two mm-hmm. and uh you looked at those first nine games I, I you would have to have been a fortune teller to say that we'd be seven and two with the who we were playing so
1: yeah absolutely and you, you know what else camp for me that really stood out too because look this is a player's game you've always said that and, and certainly Jamal Kane is one hell of a player to uh to start <laughs> to start with, are you surprised with how dominant he's been at times? In every gym we've been in, every gym, I mean, his hands above everybody else's. Are, are you surprised by how dominant he's been?
2: He got a rebound opening night against West Virginia, and I've coached Keith Benson at 6'11", who was the 38th pick in the draft, and I coached a kid named Harvey Knuckles 100 years ago at Toledo as an assistant. It, it was an NBA, I think he was the 32nd, 31st pick of the, who knows, you know, I don't remember the numbers, but the rebound that Jamal King got in that game, I had air come out of my nose and mouth when I saw yeah. that. I was, that was unbelievable.
1: I, I know, I remember the rebound you're talking about. I
2: mean, he went up over two 6'10 guys and just picked it like an apple, you know, that they couldn't reach.
1: His elbow <laughs> was at their hand level.
2: Yeah, and, and those tall athletes yeah. and I mean I'm telling you he picked it off a, like an apple off a tree where all the little guys couldn't reach and I'd never seen anything like that before in an Oakland uniform and so there's nothing he does that doesn't amaze me uh, I will say this I don't think he played very good uh, this weekend I think he had two, I would agree. two very average games and he still had 17 points and 10 rebounds or something, <laughs> still a double know, doubles
1: right? man but what about that I mean there's just a sellout to double him and it's probably going to be the way going forward, right? Yeah,
2: but you know, it's it's going to be hard to double that kid with the players we got. I mean, I said this in the preseason, and people got mad and laughed, or if you you know, message boards had a, a heyday with it. But I believe we have four of the best twenty players in the league, and. When when I said that I think everybody said, Well, you know, Jamal Kane, we haven't seen that yet, but okay, we'll take that and we know Jalen Moore's a top five player. And you're saying Micah Parrish is. He he showed us some stuff last year, but come on, Trey Townsend. Top twenty in this league? I, I think Trey Townsend may be top five in the league before it's over. I mean he keeps getting better and, and he's
1: And what he's do he's playing above the rim, Cam.
2: Yeah. And he's getting the benefit of, you know, the matchups on Jamal, he's getting the benefit of that. It always, That's part you, of it, you know, though. And, uh, but, you know, he and Mike, Mike had two double-digit games. He's starting to get a little more comfortable offensively. Um, once, once they start hitting threes, you know, I mean, Trey can shoot the threes, three for 18. Now his mind is nobody can stop me going to the rim, so he's going to the rim. Uh, but once he's comfortable, makes a few shots, you know, It'll really help to play at home once, sometime too. You know, I mean, you're
1: remember that time we had a home game camp? Yeah. Those were great days. Man. Your shooting
2: percentages are always a lot better at home, and so you know we, you know we we get through the next two. We get four out of five at home, so maybe that'll help with the shooting percentages.
1: Absolutely. Let's take our next break, and uh, when we come back, Camp, we'll uh, we'll swim the Twitter waters <laughs> if that's cool with you. Sounds good. All right. Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Logger.
3: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit dteinteractivehome.com today. DTE.
4: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for. Lisa, how is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week.
1: Lisa, one more question.
4: Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa
0: and you. Learn more at henryford.com/sports. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full
1: details at OUCreditUnion.org. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web. At EvansLawGRP.com, the bet
4: 1270 is WXYT, WXYTHD, and WXYTHD3. Detroit sports talk and wagertainment. An Odyssey Station.
1: Back at it here, Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you all along, as you heard, the Golden Grizzlies and Bowling Green. So hopefully it's a happy Coach Campy we're talking to right now. But it is time to go to Twitter with the hashtag Ask Campy. You know what it is. Uh, ask anything. He's out here. He'll he'll answer them all. Uh, our good friend Pittsburgh Marty wants to know, uh, always great to get off to a 2-0 starting conference play with two road wins looking at the play of the horizon league teams thus far which team do you believe is the strongest opponent in the league and why
2: well i think that nothing that's happened and that includes us is any more than the beginning And, you know, we were 0-9 last year and got to the championship game. We grew as a team. We got better. We had a tough non-league schedule, COVID, all the things, all the excuses. And I think right now every team in the league has an excuse. As we said in an earlier segment, I think that we were lucky that we got UIC uh, with all those new players this early. Um, But, you know, water usually finds its level. And I think that when it's all said and done, that you are going to see the teams that we thought be there. You're going to see Cleveland State, you're going to see Wright State, you're going to see Detroit, you're going to see Northern Kentucky. Um, Milwaukee, I think, was a stretch to put there uh, by the media and people because we hadn't seen it. And I think it put a lot of pressure on that kid and, and that program. And I think that they're just learning to live with that now. And by the time January and February gets here, I think Milwaukee's going to be someone that can win. I don't know if they're going to be able to win the regular season title, but I surely think they can win the conference tournament, and I think that kid could carry him through a a three-game thing. And they might be able to win the regular season too. Um, You know, They're off to a a poor start, but he's been injured. They're trying to figure the pieces out. That usually happens uh, early with teams and, and how they grow and get better. So to sit here at this time and say who's this or who's that I, I just you know maybe maybe we're hot maybe we played above our heads and and we aren't that good and and you know time will tell that but water seeks its own level it always does uh I think you'll see who we thought was there there and uh and then there's always a surprise you know uh, Youngstown could be the surprise of the year they lose you know all those kids They lose the two starters like we did transfer, and then their best player probably, you know, tears his Achilles or whatever it was, ACL, and he's gone. And then they they get together, and they could be the dark horse, the surprise team. And and, uh, UIC could, you know, as we talked about, could develop and grow. It's going to be tough having lost two home games, Um, but everybody's playing for the tournament anyways. But to answer Marty's question is, is I think you'll see the usual suspects. I think you'll see the people that were picked, Cleveland State, Wright State, Detroit, and uh, Northern Kentucky, I think those four. And then I think Milwaukee will show its face.
1: Yeah, and, and Camp, it's interesting to me, too. You know, you, you talked about the the grind of the league season and everything. I, I know it was the first weekend, but we are 10% of the way through already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's that's the way this stuff works. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's long – you know, it's long, but it's quick, if that I makes mean, any it's sense. more like 8% if you really do well, the math because we're at 22
2: games this year, yeah.
1: I keep forgetting that, that it is yeah. 22. That is it – it's a, it's a monster number. At uh, Golden Grizz fan wants to know, ask Campy, will we see the team picking up the pace once in a while this year, or are we going to go to be a grind-you-down team with our defense, like in the IUPUI game?
2: Well, I think we picked up the pace against UIC, and we saw how it ended because we got tired. Now I have to do a better job. <laughs> Jesus. It sorry, as we get <laughs> going through it and we see that playing faster is the way to win that particular game, then I've got to substitute more. And uh, you know, I've got I gotta get uh Will Shepard ready. I gotta get him more minutes. I got him double figure minutes Saturday, so I was pleased with that. He just needs minutes. Uh Conway, I'm getting him his minutes by starting him. but I, I can't do that at multiple positions. And uh Both Chris and and Will need minutes. Uh, And then you're – you know, (coughs) Coach Smith always says this, and he's right. You want to win or do you want to develop players? (coughs) You want to do both, but you can't. If you're going to develop players, you're going to have to understand you're going to take some losses. Well, I don't want to do that with this team. You know, I mean, if we were two and seven – and two and zero in the league, but we lost those first seven non-league games. Yeah, and then you don't care about it like last year. You, we didn't care. We were zero and nine, got zero and two in the league. Uh, we knew that we weren't going to win the regular season, but we thought we could win the tournament. And so we developed and we played and we did things well. This year we got, I mean we got a chance of an at-large bid right now. Why would we screw that up by, you know, by not playing each game as if it was the championship game? and, and so that's what we've done. Um, I have to balance that and get you know we've got Will Shepard uh, has got to get more minutes and and then with uh, Zion Young coming back, let's see if he's going to make that tougher and but it's going to make us better with Zion. Zion, I'm not sure we I'm not sure we're where we're at without Zion and he's played limited, right. but boy he's played good when he played.
1: Zion too, I mean you know f- f- battling through you know, the knee issues and stuff like that. He, you know, he just, he keeps, he keeps answering the bell. You know what I'm saying? Like to get out there does what's necessary. I mean, I, people don't know exactly what, what Zion is going through to get out there, to get out there on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he
2: didn't practice today. Yeah. You and, know, and that,
1: and camp, that could be like the situation.
2: They took 70 millimeters of uh, liquid out of his knee after the game. Yeah. How, how you want to do that, huh? You want to? Okay, I played, and guess what? Now it's swallowed way up. Well, let's just stick a needle in there and take that fluid out, and, and uh, well,
1: that was my. People don't know what he's doing to get right. out there on the floor.
2: That's his choice. Yeah, don't don't think we're making no. it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's not playmakers a doctor, out here. The doctors you know? believe it's not hurting him, and then we've got this two-week period that he is he's getting some injections into the knee to to help with the the. The cartilage rub and all that stuff and the the surgery that he had, so uh what he's doing he should be he should be hugged for by grizzly fans because he's 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 playing i mean he you talk about manning up or playing with you know i can't say that on on radio but
1: he's not playing any games when yeah. he gets out there on the floor too
2: yeah. and he, he's coming out burying shots and playing his butt off, so a lot of respect out to him.
1: Campus, on a on a side note to that, you know, you talked about developing players and, and making that choice. Do you feel a, a, you got Jamal Kane for one season? Do you feel do you feel a clock to that? I mean,
2: oh yeah, sure. You know, I yeah. You know, one of the things I promised him when in the recruiting of it is, you know, I I told him I can get you the pros better than anybody out here. Um, it's probably the reason he came. That and Covington being here, right? You know. I'm look at our track record. Who else has got four guys from our level? Kendrick Nunn won the pro at Illinois, and our system and what we do is going to get you there, and uh, he's gone from averaging nine points and five rebounds or whatever in the Big East to 22 and 11, so I think I think our system works for him, and you know, I want to give him every opportunity I want I want two things to happen. I want to win, and I want his dream to come true. I want him to – the reason he came here to come true. And then I want him to tell everybody else so other people do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what it boils down to. No, but, I mean, you see that, right? When, when a mid-major goes to the tournament, they get in there, they win a game or whatever, they have that dominant player. That's a, that that can get you millions of dollars
2: when, when that well, happens. That, and that's what, that's what a lot of these kids don't understand, you know,
1: you, go go through the lineage, Cam. Uh, Thomas Walkup at Stephen F. Austin, yeah. uh, RJ Hunter uh, at Georgia State. That's that's how it works.
2: Yeah. And it's you know, there's so many perks to being a player at a Michigan or a Michigan State versus Oakland. It's hard to sell that. Even if they're not <laughs> even if they're not getting minutes, you know. Right. It's hard to sell when you when you have the perks that they have. It's hard to sell
1: uh at Derek Michael V on Twitter wants to know says ask Campy if you could play in one arena that you haven't played in in your coaching career which arena would that be and why so I mean you know all the opportunities that you've gotten and all all the places that that we've been and you know I've talked about it before that's a that's that was a draw for me certainly with this job is going to all these places that I saw on television you've been everywhere camp if there's one you haven't played in where would you want to go
2: it's a very simple question. It's hard to get in. I begged to play there, uh, but nev- never been able to get it, and that's Madison Square Garden. Never been at the Garden. Yeah. I've been there. I, I used to scout for the Pistons, and uh, I, I scouted the Big East Tournament three or four years in a row back when we were Division Two, and Jack McCluskey was the general manager. As soon as my season ended, I I went on the road for him for a long time till the NCAA found out about it, and that was a violation. But, uh <laughs> <laughs> I never, heard, I never knew the full oh, yeah. end of that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody turned me in. Um, yeah, I mean it's not a major violation or anything like that. But it was like, hey, st- you know, slap my hand, stop doing that. Yeah. they weren't paying me. I'm just doing it. Well, did they pay your expenses? Yes. Uh, so I might have gone to a couple more afterwards and just paid my own expenses. But <laughs> it was a cool gig, you know. And and I got to go to Madison Square Garden two, three years in a row to watch Big East tournament.
1: What was your biggest hit as a scout? Did you have a hit?
2: I was in the draft room for John Sally and, and uh,
1: Dennis Rodman and
2: Dennis Rodman and uh, I was also when he, when Jack left and went to Minnesota. I did it for them for a year, and I was there for uh, when they had the was it uh, Leitner? Okay, it was the second pick in the draft or yeah. whatever. I can't remember. Jeez, that's been so long ago. Uh, did I have anything to do with it? In my mind, I did, but I guarantee you, Jack McCluskey <laughs> wasn't listening to me. And all this guy, you know, I got along really well with Will Robinson and a guy named Stan Novak. And the, back then, they didn't have, you know, they had just one or two guys that were their scouts, and they they worked their butts off went all over the country. So they were so happy to have another guy. Nowadays, there's there's regional guys. I, this guy works for the Pistons, but he lives in L.A. You know, I mean, right? And but back in that day, there wasn't. And and I, we, Stan and, and Will and I, Will was getting on in age, and he loved it when I was there because I would drive and I would take him and do stuff. And, and man, I, I just was like a sponge soaking up the knowledge from those guys. Yeah. But uh, uh, that, that, that one draft turned out to be pretty good. you know. With that Ron whole Allen. little run they
1: had there in yeah, the mid-'80s, man. Yeah, that,
2: that was so much
1: fun to be a part of and be around. And it's still the same. With, with all sports, with football, baseball, basketball, hockey, that, that part of sports has never changed. Through the contracts, the free agencies, the salary, the salary caps, all the structure, if you draft well, Camp, you'll have a good team, period. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it.
2: You know, there's something about having the best players. There's something about that.
1: Uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, last one here with the hashtag Ask uh, Golden Grizzlies that, Compliance.
2: Oh, I did answer it. I did. I'm Madison Square Garden. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: you did. Golden Grizzlies Compliance. Uh, hey, Coach, the NCAA just eliminated some endorsement restrictions about high school teams for social media. Uh, we'll cover it in rules education. But do you think they should go further? Does that matter? Should they just deregulate social media?
2: I'm going to have a hard, hard time doing that because, you know, social media is what's making these kids the money. I mean the the volleyball players from the West Coast. You know they got a million followers on Instagram or whatever it is, and you know the the Miami of uh, the the U football team. Everybody just had to tweet out that they come work out at this place, and, and I, I think you're gonna have a real hard time. You know, hey, the cat is out of the bag, <laughs> and you ain't getting that cat back in no. the bag now. You I have the same you know.
1: analogy, it's just toothpaste. Toothpaste ain't going back in the tube, uh, that's, Camp.
2: That's exactly right. The toothpaste <laughs> will not go back in. And I've tried to do that, and it can't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can figure that out, let me know, because you're going to make a lot of money. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, 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 there, there, is, there is no question about that. But, I mean, just, it, it is crazy, I think, though, Camp. Like, when you look at it, just because you've, you've been through all this, man, through monitored phone calls up into direct messaging on social media. Calvin
2: Sampson got let go at Indiana because he made too many phone calls. Yeah. Today, I mean, you really don't even call a day, you text. And you could, I could send, if I'm recruiting you, Neil, That's I, could, unlimited, right? I could send you a text every two minutes. Right. Now, you're not going to read them. But why does, a, why does an 18-year-old kid want to get a phone call from a 65-year-old man?
1: Now, let me ask you this. Are the phone calls still restricted? Nope no well, they're, they're,
2: well there are certain days you can't you know there are dead periods, dead periods and dead right. days and you know you can't call a kid on the national signing day and try and talk him out of you know sign with him. but it's very limited restrictions but you know like right now I could call you call you all I want and back in those days you could only call him once a week or once whatever and and Calvin Sampson lost his job at Indiana because of it and I think Houston's glad that they he did
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I mean, that's how
2: that's how things have changed and different and And, you know, the the rules change like life changes. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll take our final break. Uh, When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. I want you to take me through the whole finals process because obviously not not a lot happening on the floor. There are big gaps, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in, in terms of what you have to deal with. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. And we'll wrap this thing up. You're listening to The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group.
4: This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for. Lisa, how is your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you.
0: Learn more at henryford.com/sports. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at
1: OUCreditUnion.org. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com
3: Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEInteractiveHome.com today. DTE.
1: Back in here, final segment of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, usually live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, but you just heard the Golden Grizzlies and Bowling Green. And, Camp, it's crazy for me to say, now that the Bowling Green game, as you're listening to this, has come and gone, the next game, Little Caesars Arena, December twenty first. Golden Grizzlies and Michigan State, and and we'll get into this one a lot more certainly on next week's show. But camp, you know, the, the break for finals because that's what it is. There, there's very large gaps in the schedule now. For we had so many games, we were playing a pro schedule there uh, for, for 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 a couple of weeks. But now, obviously, get the break for the finals. How does that work? How do you guys navigate those waters? Just in terms of staying sharp, the right. the, the, the the scholarly uh, responsibilities and all that stuff too how do you how do you weave that trail well before
2: we before we started this i was in a meeting with all our academic people and we were going over everybody what they've got to do and that it's um you know most of the people out there listening probably went to college someday one day and they remember what exams were like in that so um it it's one of the reasons we have this big gap this year though is you know Oakland's exam schedule for some reason they didn't call me and ask me what I thought of it but for some reason our exams start on Wednesday and they go to the following Wednesday which means the weekend this coming weekend we can't play because you can't play during exams so one of the one of the prime weekends of the non-conference season is this weekend, and now because we go Wednesday to Wednesday, we can't play.
1: I I never knew that, yeah. Yeah,
2: and another prime weekend was the first weekend in December, which we can't play now because that's league. Now that we're playing 22 games, playing two league games next year, we're on the road again. I saw the s- schedule for next year. We're on the road again in early December next year. Um, so – you know, you've taken two prime weekends out of our non-conference schedule, so non-conference is going to be different than it. You know, it's going to this is a, a change, and it's going to stay this way. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've got to get used to it. And so this is new to us, this two-week off period. I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, I made a statement after the UIC game, how beat up we were. And, you know, we got a lot of nagging little injuries. Jamal's got a little nagging injury. Jalen Moore has more than a little nagging injury. Um, you know, uh, Trey's got hit in the nose about 77 times, and and uh, Micah has struggled with injury all year. You know, he missed the exhibition game. He's playing through pain, and now we get two weeks to, to get everybody healthy. Now, we had a lot of momentum going, now did Bowling Green – ruin that momentum tonight or not I you know as I talk I don't know as you're hearing this you'll know but if they didn't you know we've got a lot of momentum going into the Michigan State game but now we got a two week sit. and what's that do to shooting what's that do to you know we're not shooting at that great anyway so I don't think that's a problem uh what kind of uh deterioration of the fundamentals there are uh by by sitting out two weeks and we're going to take a lot of days off during those two weeks we're not going to you know, we're, we we get home after the game, we'll take Wednesday and Thursday off, we'll practice Friday and Saturday, we'll take Sunday off, we'll practice Monday, we'll take Tuesday off, uh, depending on <laughs> if we have exams on that last Wednesday, which I don't think we do, uh, we'll practice Wednesday, Thursday, we'll probably take Friday or Saturday off, and then we'll get the last couple days, you know, four, for state. And then the other thing that people don't understand or realize is, You know, and I beg and beg for a practice facility, and I tell people how far behind we are in facilities. But uh, Neil, we don't—we're on the road practicing now. Right. Um, The arena goes down for graduation, for graduation, and then when we come back, uh, you know, we can't practice. It's down for a week. And there's no practice facility. So we're actually, thank God, for Clint Pleasant at, at Rochester College. We're going to go to Rochester College and practice. Uh, leading up for the Michigan State game, we'll have four practices at, there. Uh, so, again, it's just one of those things that it is what it is, and, and you don't care about that stuff. You've got to win. Nobody, nobody cares that we're not practicing in the arena. <laughs> Surely Robert Morris doesn't care. No. And uh, and I know Tom Izzo doesn't care. I mean, no. Nope. Otherwise, he'd call me and say, "Hey, come on down to Breslin. You can practice. <laughs> you can practice in our practice
1: facility." I'm not
2: expecting to get that call. No, he'll
1: tell you uh, the doors are locked and you we can't <laughs> find the key, Camp. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm not expecting that call. So, so those are the things
2: that you go through and and you battle through and you just you know we got we're going to play Michigan State on on the 21st and the whole state of michigan's going to be watching and we better be ready to play whether we practiced or not you know so right. that's how the the whole thing looks but that exam week thing kind of you know is the reason we have this two week off i could have easily gotten the game this this weekend this saturday but uh couldn't do it because of it we couldn't play because of exams
1: Yeah, absolutely. Final couple minutes of the show here. Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We'll be back in effect at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Uh, next Tuesday do not worry about that we will be back out there we'll be uh, discussing a heavy dose obviously of that Michigan State game on the 21st we'll have kind of the same setup for the Campy show uh, we'll record that beforehand you can hear it after there will be no show the week of between Christmas and New Year's and then we run it all the way through as long as the Golden Grizzly season goes on we go on here on the Greg Campy show and Camp I did want to bring this up to um, you know, our condolences certainly go out to men's soccer coach Eric Pogue. Uh, his, his mom, Gail, passed away uh, Sunday evening, and you know, Eric, uh, you know, Eric with certainly with what he's done here at Oakland and the men's soccer team went to the NCAA tournament again this year. It's been a it's been a wild, emotional ride for him. You know, the ups and the downs. Obviously, certainly with Gail's passing, but our condolences go out to Eric.
2: Yeah, I texted him, and uh, you know, he, he sent me back a text that mentioned how she used to he and her used to listen and watch our games yeah. you know and and that just you know, I texted him back don't tell me that i mean i right. feel bad enough i don't right. want, want to even make me feel worse you know but uh yeah i've lost a parent i i, I know what it is and many of the people that are listening have lost parents and i know you know my dad's my dad's been gone almost 30 years now 26 years and during the day that something doesn't remind me of him you know so yeah i mean that's just it's it's life and
1: she she was she was a big fan that she would know? she watched all the broadcasts, listened to everything yeah. uh she 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 would i'd talk to her and things like that and she'd be like oh, he, you know, he he got me. Great.
2: he got me though when he said that you know she she'll turn the tv on for a national broadcast, and shut the sound off and listen to you and I'm like, oh, she's she's
1: probably not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she was the best though. I mean, just a great attitude, great lady to talk to, and and certainly she will be missed. But at the same time, campus, I always like to say, uh, I, I'm grateful for the time that I got with her. Yeah, you know, and that that's that's how I choose to that's how I choose to look at these things. So it's, again, certainly our condolences to Eric Pogue. Uh, you know, he's been a staple here for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies for a very very a long time. Um, it's, what,
2: it's what makes this place so great is right. that, you know, the coaches come and they stay. They don't leave, you know. that's there's just, Everybody asks me all the time, but it just ain't me. I mean, look, Pete Hovland's been here longer than I have. Right. Parsons was here forever. Tracy Hooth was here forever. Eric Nell's been here. I mean, it just – He's going on forever. Paul
1: Rice, it's going Paul on Rice, forever.
2: yeah. I mean, you talk about a great coach. Holy cow, Paul Rice is as good as there is anywhere. And, uh, and he's been here 20-some years now. I, that's what makes Oakland the place it is. That's why every year we're in the – every year at the McCaffrey Cup and no matter what league we're in, we're always at the top of the league in total points in that because
1: – why, why, why has that not mattered for all you guys? Like you, what the, the conference we're in, the league we're in. You stability.
2: When you have stability, it doesn't matter. And, and our, our athletic department and our program has tremendous stability in its coaches. Uh, we've been fortunate. We've got some great leadership. Uh, we've had some outstanding athletic directors. We have one now that might be the best of all of them. And uh, you know, uh, I always say the players make plays, right? And and if I'm an athletic director, I say let the coaches coach, <laughs> and that's what he does.
1: Push it down the line, right? Yeah. yeah. Let, let
2: let let the coaches coach, <laughs> and uh, you stay at a place when you when you have that type of. Uh, and it goes all the way up to the president's office. You know, when you have that type of leadership and, and that type of faith in you to do your job. Um, but every year, we're you know, we're if we don't win it, we're second, and it's right. been for decades. And uh, and you look around that Pete's been here 40 years, 38 years. Me, you know, Rice uh, mid 20s. Parsons was 30 before he went. Now Pogue's approaching 20. Pogue's approaching, yeah, and and just. You know, that stability
1: is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Camp, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for carving it out so we could get the show laid down. We will be back at RJ's Pub next Tuesday night. Don't worry, Campy, you'll be back with the season fries.
2: That sounds good to me. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. So for the head coach, Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks for listening, everyone, to The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.